You're listening to Tiny Home Tours, a podcast that celebrates all things tiny living. We're your hosts, Allison, Chris, and Loren. Join us as we sit down with nomads and tiny home dwellers to discover why they went tiny, the lessons they've learned, and inspire you to take the leap. This episode is brought to you by the Tiny Home Tours newsletter. Would you enjoy a weekly newsletter that shares all things tiny? Every Friday, we share sneak peeks of full upcoming tour videos, blog posts, and new podcast episodes. Join with the link below or by visiting tinyhometours.com. Hi guys, this is Allie from Tiny Home Tours. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am at Satya Creative, and today I'm sitting down with, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Amanda Bloomquist at Amanda.Bloomquist on Instagram. I share all of my tiny house journey on there, as well as me traveling, hiking, climbing, and just adventuring. Awesome. Thank you so much for sitting down with us today. I think people are going to be really excited to hear what you have to say. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and share a little bit about this journey I've been on this past year. This is a crazy journey. So you are currently building your own tiny house which I know a lot of people want to do, but actually taking the leap is huge um, and you're doing it. So how is that going so so far? Did you have any building experience? I would say not really. I helped my dad build a shed in his backyard once, which is surprisingly close to building a tiny house. Um, But other than that, it's just been my dad helping me and teaching me as I go. But I would say now I can put that experience on my resume. You absolutely can. You've probably gotten a ton of experience with all kinds of fun power tools. All the power tools. Yes. (laughs) So how did you decide to start building the tiny house and how did you decide like where to even start obviously trailer and then did you do wood framing or steel framing how did you make those initial decisions so i had been thinking about living in a tiny house for a few years but it was always just something like this would be cool if i lived in a tiny house i could see myself doing that and i would mention it to my dad a lot because he built the house that we grew up in and he's an electrician so he knows how to do all of that and i've just been like planting seeds in him throughout the years And finally, when the pandemic hit, I was like, I have all this extra free time. I was like, dad, like I've been serious this last few years. Like I want to do this. And so he finally agreed because I can't do it without him. Like I needed him to agree to help me do this. Um, And so we went for it. And the first step was buying a trailer to put the house on. And that was a big step for me because a trailer is like $6,000. So I was like, once I buy this, like there's no turning back. Like that's like the big start. Um, So we bought it and we did a wood frame um, and we just started from there um, completely from scratch. Wow. So you even went the wood frame, which I know a lot of people go steel just to cut a few corners because you really do. How long did it take for you to get the wood frame up? With working just weekends, because those are the days my dad has off, and sometimes just weekend afternoons because I work weekends, um, it's been kind of hard, but I think it took us a couple months even just to get the wood frame up. Yes, that's what I've heard, that it's they, people think they're going to have their framing done in two weekends, and then a couple months later, they're finally done. Um, for those of you listening, if you want to skip those couple months, steel framing, 
goes up much faster. It's a little more expensive though with wood prices right now, it might not be. Speaking of, we'll have to talk about that as well. <laughs> You're building right as lumber is skyrocketing. Yeah, originally I thought during this pandemic would be a great time to build. That is until I started building. Um, wood prices are insane. I just learned that spray insulation is insane right now too. So it's it's been a struggle to be honest and a little frustrating going to you know Lowe's and picking up wood and be like really are you sure that's the price of this <laughs> we're, we're interviewing you now as your mid build and then we're going to interview you again when you're done just to hear more about lessons learned so where are you in the building process and what do you have left to complete I'm currently waiting on the spray installation to go in. So I have an appointment for that. And after the spray installation is in, it's all finished work from here on out. So I'll be doing all the design and putting the walls up and more of the fun stuff that I've been wanting to do this whole process, but it's taken a year to get here. So um, starting in a couple of weeks, I'm just gonna start having more fun with everything. So uh, what are you most excited for, for the inside? You have, you know, cabinets and light fixtures and all of those things picked out. Yeah. Yeah. I've been on Pinterest and Instagram and looking up like home decor for a long time since way before I even started my build. So I'm really excited to get a really homey feeling and I've never really had my own space before. So being able to make it all my own, like I don't have to worry about other people's um, like opinions or how they like it like it's all about me like this is my place so I already bought everything for the inside like I did that as soon as we started building I have all my appliances I have my couch I have like my table my stools like I have everything that's going in there and it's currently taking up my mom's whole garage so she'll be glad to get that out of there but pretty much the whole inside's ready to go and designed I just need to be able to start putting it all in what specific appliances and couch and stuff did you choose? People always love to hear the specifics um, around sizing and how you made your decisions with those. Yes, um, so I scored the couch off of OfferUp, but I feel like it's a pretty common couch you see out there in tiny houses where it's a little L shape and it has storage in the couch, like under the cushions. I've been also- the IKEA. Yeah, yeah, I think it yeah. was an IKEA, but I scored it for way cheaper, which is great. Um, and yeah, it has the futon as well. So that was just perfect. It's like a little guest bedroom in the TV room. Um, as for appliances, I have a regular size stacking washer and dryer. Um, my fridge is pretty decent size. I think it's a little bit more narrow than your average like kitchen fridge. And then I have a, a little bit narrow oven that I bought off of Amazon actually. Um, that was hard finding an oven and stovetop that worked in the tiny house because I love to cook and bake. And so that was really important to me. So hopefully this one works out. I hope so too. If not in our tiny home, we went with the Furion and I was so, so surprised at how I love to bake also. And like lasagnas, cookies, everything, like I love to bake. So, <laughs> um, but the Furion was amazing. Um, really I, we used it for three years and it never ever like cooked anything wrong oh that's good to hear that was actually one of them that I was researching quite a bit and almost went with but I ended up going with this other one um but that's something that later on if I need to switch it out it won't be the biggest project to do and I think it'll be worth it just because how much I do cook well and hopefully yours works great I'm yes. sure it will <laughs> that's a hope <laughs>
So did you decide on all electric, electric and propane? And how did you make that decision? Um, my dad, since he is an electrician, kind of took the lead on knowing what to do with all of that. So uh, propane and electric. So my oven is going to be propane and the stovetops propane. Uh, my heating will be propane. So I guess mostly propane I and mean, then just lights and things like that are going to be the electric based. What have been some of the challenging moments? Have you had a moment where you just wanted to throw in the towel and live with mom and dad forever? Or <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I would say I never want to throw in the towel because I told myself after buying that trailer in the beginning, like there's no turning back. So there's definitely been hard times, though. I think the process of how long things take without seeing too much of a difference has been kind of hard. So like working on it for days and days and hours and it kind of just still looks the same is kind of disheartening. Um, but that as well as just being tired of working on it. Like I love working on it because it's my home and it's exciting. But at the same time, I'm working full time at a different job and I have like all my hobbies and my life. I'm still trying to live while building this house. Um, but my dad has been really supportive of that. Like there be times that we show up at the house at like 6 a.m. and I'm just exhausted and he can tell, like he can look at me and be like, are you okay? And I'll just like break down crying. <laughs> I'm like, no. And he has like taken the lead in those days and been like, you know, go home, rest, like sleep a little bit. He's like, I'll work on this for a little bit, which has been amazing to have a dad that supported me so much in that sense that he'll let me go home and sleep while he slaves away on my house. <laughs> um, yeah, that is amazing. You're gonna have to plan a wonderful Father's Day for him this year. <laughs> yeah, my um, goal is when the house is finished, I'm gonna take him on a big vacation and me and him are gonna go and travel together. Um, we've done that in the past where we like to travel and go on backpacking trips and stuff. So I'm gonna plan something like that as a, a big thank you. And then also there's other things like he wants, if I ever sell it, he's like, I want a portion of that or anything like that. I'm like, dad, I'm gonna live in it forever though. So don't even worry about it. <laughs> That's awesome. They also make a really great rental property if you ever decide you don't wanna live in it anymore. You know, there are always options. Yes, I, the plan right now is I like to travel a lot. So I would say like three months out of the year, I want to be somewhere tropical in the winter time. So I plan on either like subleasing out the tiny house while I'm traveling or Airbnb, Airbnb it. Um, that's the goal. But if I go anywhere for like five months or more, I'll just bring my house with me. That's like the best part is being able to go to a different state and explore an area, but still have your home there with you. Exactly. It's like the best feeling in the world to move and not pack a single box. Yes. <laughs> I um, worked in national parks, seasonal jobs. And it's where you just like go to, I was in the Grand Teton National Park for about five months and you stay in like these dorms, but they have areas where if you have an RV or anything, you can park there and uh, work in the park. And I just thought how perfect it would be to bring my whole tiny house to a job like that. So in the next few years, I can see myself going somewhere like Zion down in Utah or anywhere really and just exploring a new state and living in my house. That sounds like a great plan. I love that dream. And hopefully it helps push you on those hard days to want to keep working. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. And 
as much as it is hard when I see things like the other day we put in my stained beams and like my painted ceiling where the lofts are and just seeing that being like the final how it's gonna look like it's final painted it's that's how it's gonna be like seeing that in my house even though the rest of it's still unfinished was really cool just to be like that's gonna be my kitchen like this is it so as much as I get disheartened sometimes every once in a while I have moments like that where I look at it and I'm like that's mine that's how it's gonna be that's so cool congratulations <laughs> um what kind of siding did you choose you've already put on the siding yeah so about three-fourths of the siding is corrugated metal and I went with black which I know a lot of people don't recommend that just because of heat and all of those reasons but I think it looks great and I tell myself the insulation and everything is going to be so good on my house that it won't matter if the black is like attracting a ton of heat and I live in Washington so how many months out of the year is it gonna be that bad I don't know <laughs> I was just gonna say as long as you stay in Washington that's definitely not going to be a problem <laughs> yeah but I guess I probably won't just stay in Washington but it looks really good. <laughs> I'm sure it looks great. And there are always fans, right? <laughs> yes, always fans. <laughs> so you mentioned the trailer already in the cost. How have you, have you been able to finance anything? Did you save to be able to pay for those things? Is family helping? And then also what was your initial budget? And do you feel like you're going to be able to stick to your budget? Mm -hmm. So I am doing everything myself besides, you know, getting help from my dad building it like money wise, it's all been me, but luckily my mom is an accountant. So from a young age, I've been saving up a lot and I'm very used to working really hard if I want money for something. So I've been working crazy hours, saving up over the past like 10 years. Um, and now, not 10 years, I'm only 22. I was not working when I was 12. Okay, um, past five-ish years. Money. <laughs> um, so I've just been paying everything up front and my original estimate on how much everything was gonna cost was about 25,000. Um, with the wood prices and insulation prices and everything, I know I'm gonna be spending a lot more than that because I'm pretty much at that mark right now. So I'm guessing it's going to be around 30,000 instead. <laughs> Only going over by five grand is actually a huge feat. Uh, a, a tiny home for 30,000 with all of the amenities you're going to have is pretty amazing. You're, I mean, you got the washer dryer. It sounds like you have a ton of um, amenities, like you're not going just bare bones. Yeah, I wanted to make sure I would be fully comfortable in it. And I also picked up a job last summer as a seasonal associate at Lowe's. So I got that employee discount for a little bit. So that's kind of when I stocked up on a lot of the stuff I needed, which helped out a lot. Um, but I wanted to make sure that this home was something I was really happy with and proud about. I didn't want to go cheap on anything or get a couch that it's cheaper, even though I liked this other one better. Like I told myself, I'm going to be living in this for a long time. I'm going to be spending so much time in this house. I want it to be exactly how I want it to be. And so I haven't been shying away from really just getting what I want and making it work. Um, there's been times when my bank account gets really low and that's when I just ramp up my hours and I have a lot of side gigs and little 
things here and there that I do to make extra money. And so I just ramp those up so I can get, you know, the fancy light fixture that I want or the nicer countertops. Um, it's been a process and I haven't been able to necessarily do all of the things I would be doing if I wasn't building a house, like traveling as much or spending money on like adventures and things like that. But it's all going to be worth it when I have my house and it's fully paid off and I don't have to worry about loans or payments or anything like that. That is so smart to get a seasonal job at Lowe's <laughs> when you want to, that's so smart when you want to buy all of these things. Was there like a waiting period or could you start and like stop sh start shopping? <laughs> uh, there wasn't a waiting period. Like I applied for the job right when I started building my tiny house. I got it like a week later and it was just summer seasonal. So I just started buying things and it's not a huge employee discount, but when you look at it as I'm spending like $20,000 here, it adds up. So it was just a nice way to save a little bit of money. Um, and also I made a lot of connections with people there that um, are in all these fields and that could help me out in other ways with like getting discounts on things or uh, they have a friend that knows how to do this that, that can help me so overall it really paid off um, even though it was five months of um, long hours working at Lowe's <laughs> yeah physical labor but still so worth it you're right 20,000 even if it's a 10% discount makes a huge difference mm -hmm. yeah every dollar counts um, yes if I can save money, but still get what I want, then I'm happy. So what have been some of the biggest learnings so far or like aha moments? I think the biggest learning moments have been that things just never go to plan. Like you can say, oh, we're gonna go here today and we're gonna get this done and we'll start this and you'll probably not do that at all. And so I try not to get my hopes up with saying like, um, when we were trying to get the roof on, I was so excited to have a roof on my house and we we're like, oh, it's gonna happen today. Like three weeks later it happened. So that's the biggest thing is just not getting your hopes up for everything so soon because it takes time. Um, and then I would say like, Another learning moment is YouTube is your best friend because there's been times where I was going to hire someone out to put the siding on my house, the corrugated metal, because my dad and I both neither had any experience doing that and we wanted to do it right. Well, we got a quote and I think we got quoted at like 15,000 to put siding on. Um, and I was just shook. I was like, well, there's no way I'm doing that. And I was like, well, let's look on YouTube. And we learned how to do it on YouTube. And two weeks later, we had it up. And I was like, dang, if someone paid me 15K to do that, I mean, I know how to do it now. <laughs> um, so YouTube, Googling things, like you can figure it out yourself. And I felt pretty confident by the end of it that I was doing everything right and that it was going to be done well. That's fantastic. I love that your dad was willing to say, I don't know. And you guys figured it out together. My dad, I feel like my dad would have been like, I know how to do this. And then I would have ended up with it all wrong. <laughs> so I'm really yeah. glad that your dad is willing to say, I don't know. I guess that's another learning too, is to make sure you're working with people who are willing to say, I don't know. <laughs> yes. My dad is very big on that. Like pretty much he knows this is my house and he doesn't want to mess it up. So he's not going to do anything that he isn't like fully confident in which is nice for me whereas like I'll have other friends come and help and they'll just start doing something like they know what they're doing I'm like oh they know what they're doing and then next thing I know they like mess up this whole section we have to redo like I'd rather just 
have someone be honest with me and be like, oh, I just don't know. Like, can we teach? Like, can you teach me? Can we look at some YouTube videos? <laughs> so much better so that you don't have to redo, undo and redo. Exactly. That's only happened a few times, but <laughs> but it's been very minimal, which is good. So the biggest question, well, one of the biggest questions um, is tiny house parking. So when you're all done, where are you building it? And when you're all done, do you already have a parking spot or are you just building and hoping you find a spot? Well, this is the cool part of living in a small town is word gets around that you're building a tiny house. And I actually had a local farmer in the town that I grew up in reach out to me and said that he had land to put a tiny house on and offered it to me. And so this happened just a couple of weeks ago. And I was just so surprised. I wasn't even thinking about where I was going to put it yet. I was like, I'll figure that out when this is done. And I already have a spot and I went and looked at it has a view of like the farmland in the valley and there's about five other tiny houses on there which is so crazy to me that I grew up in this town have loved tiny houses for years and never knew there was a little tiny house community like right around the corner from where I lived that is so fantastic is how much is he going to charge you and does he have hookups for electric and water yeah, so it has hookups for electric, water and sewer, has Wi-Fi, garbage and it's only $600 a month. Whoa. Yeah. With the utilities included in the $600 a month. Um everything except the electric. So electric will be extra but everything else is included. My electric in my tiny house and we had four people living in it never went above like $40. So okay. that's a, that's a good sign. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I really scored with this spot and not even having to put effort to try to find it. Um, it was really just word of mouth and connections. And what's crazy is this farm has been in Snohomish forever. And I actually work at a coffee shop that used to be where this farm sell sold their dairy, like in their milk. And so I work at this coffee shop that is named after this farm. And somehow he found me and offered me this spot on his land, which is just, the world is so small. <laughs> that was really serendipitous. That's so cool. <laughs> and uh, 600, especially in, I know it varies, you know, from place to place. Um, but I feel like at least close to Seattle, you're within an hour of Seattle, could get really pricey. I know people are paying, you know, $1,500 for a spot in San Diego County. Um, and I wouldn't expect it to be that high in Washington, but 600 is still an, an amazing price. Yeah, I had looked briefly probably last year just to see how much it would be. And most lots were going to be around $900. And that's not with the views that I'm getting and not with all of the amenities that I'm getting. So I definitely looked at, lucked out with this one. And I think it'll be a great spot. And also he's okay with me subleasing it. And so that's also another perk that I don't have to worry about, which is fun. Absolutely. So you can actually follow through with the dreams of traveling and all of that. That's very cool. Yes, that's the dream. <laughs> Tiny home um, and travel. <laughs> yeah. So when do you first see, now that you're a couple months in, I'm sure a couple months ago, you were like, oh, I should be done by now. When do you first see actually being able to be done and move in yeah so we started in may of 2020 our original date that we thought we were going to be done by was march 2021 um well it's now may 2021 and our new date is by the end of july 
So still pretty soon. Um, but I start renting out this lot to put my house on August 1st. So I'd rather not waste that money and be on that land by August 1st. So crossing my fingers that a couple more months and we'll be good to go. And I think the process will move a lot faster starting after the installation is finished because all that finish work is stuff that me and all my friends can do. I've been so dependent on my dad the past year of how to build things or how to do things right. Whereas like finish work is something that me and my friends could work on together and be confident that we're doing good. And I don't necessarily need my dad's help, which will be good for him to take a little breather for once. Um, but the next couple of months are just gonna go fast. And next thing I know, I'll be living in my tiny house on a cute little farm. <laughs> That's awesome. And I mean, you can always move in and, you know, finish trim and those things after, as long as you have, you know, a functioning kitchen, a functioning bathroom and a place to put your bed, you're, you're pretty much good. And then you can kind of continue to do those little things as you live in it. Yeah, that's true. I can always move it to the property. And even if it's not hundred percent finished, as long as it's livable, I'll be good. And hopefully Hopefully though, it's done by August 1st. That's the goal. I really would like it to be completely done. So I don't have to worry about that and I can just enjoy being in it. Absolutely. I'm sending you all the finishing vibes. <laughs> Thank you. They're accepted. They're much needed. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I would love to sit down with you again in August or September when you're done and settled and find out about how the rest of the build process went. I'm sure all the listeners would love to know as well. Yes, I'm very excited to share and very excited for you guys to come out and see it too. That's going to be awesome. And I'll be sharing a lot of stuff on my Instagram and letting people know how this whole tiny home life is. Awesome. Yeah, we actually have Justin, one of our videographers up in the Seattle area. So he'll be super close to you when you finish. Perfect. Can't wait. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. This episode has been a Tiny Home Tours production. If you're a fan, please rate and review us wherever you listen, share with your friends, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.